Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we're continuing our descent into madness through one of my favorite horror movie series, A Nightmare on Elm Street. We are on the fifth movie in the series, 1989's A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. I'm joined by our Nightmare on Elm Street correspondent, Josh Wessler. Josh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. I think your comment of Descent into Madness is very appropriate for this because somehow I just nothing this movie, <laughs> which means that I'm going mad. Yes. <laughs> You've become numb to this insanity, basically. So, Josh, what did you think about A Nightmare on Street 5? I really don't know. I it it was I the movie ended and I had very few comments about it. It's strange because I don't think it was a better movie than 4, but I had so much to say about 4. This one, I just don't really have anything to say because there was. it seemed like nothing happened. The whole baby part just doesn't make sense to me. It, it, it just doesn't. And so right off the bat, I thought that that was a terrible way to begin, and it it just doesn't really set a good premise for the entire series because you can just make stuff up as you go. And if you can re have this thing be reborn, why can't you just do that a thousand times over and over and over again? Th- that that really bugged me. I think you're thinking too hard. I no, I'm thinking the appropriate amount for a movie. <laughs> uh, is so right off the bat that really just kind of threw me and just put me in a bad mindset for the rest of the movie, and then it never really kind of pulled me back in. Other than that. Uh, characters were terrible. Story was terrible. Kills were mediocre at best. So yeah. Uh, and so f- final. So far, this is our fifth Nightmare on Elm Street movie. How would you rank them so far? I did not write down the other ones because um, I know so far you went three. Th- originally three one two right three one two four. Yeah, it, previous ranking. So it's definitely still a three one two. Uh, and then this is actually really close to the fourth one, but. Uh, the main thing that threw me off about the fourth one was, again, the way that it started. So si- similar to this one. Dog pissing fire. Yes. It, it was based off of just idiocy. Yes. Uh, and, and then you had characters regressing, basically, from the previous movie. So that that's what I also hated. But this one was just nothing. Like <laughs> the, the characters were just nothing. I'd rather have them regress and do nothing so i would actually put this last okay uh below four it is very close though four don't get me wrong is just god awful <laughs> uh but i think that this one beat it out see i'm gonna give never Nightmare street five last place but i'm still gonna give it a six out of ten which is stupid it is an okay movie i i'm entertained by it uh there are some bad parts um one of the death scenes i really don't care for uh, the ending's kind of meh but I, I like the majority of the movie. I think it explores some interesting themes. Um, well, I, and that's the thing is that I, f- I feel like there's potential sure, here. Absolutely. Um, I like that they actually, like, did something. Uh, like, they, they tried to do something new. Now, in the end, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I said, I think it sets a bad premise for the series. But at least they were trying something and they at least explained it, kind of. They tried to explain it. I don't think they did a good job at all explaining it. I think it was actually a terrible job explaining (laughs) it. But at least it wasn't just a dog pissing fire. Sure. So there's at least that. Yes. We're we're better than the dog pissing fire. Yeah. 
So, Josh would not recommend this movie. No, no. I would recommend very few of these movies. I would recommend this movie just because I love this series. I recommend all nine of them. Go check them out. There's something in all of them. But this one is my least favorite. But, originally this was going to be a three-person podcast. And we were going to be joined by my good friend Jordan Ryan, who is a big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, with one notable exception being this movie, The Dream Child. And he couldn't be here today because uh, family obligations... Unfortunately, I was really excited to hear him bitch and moan about this movie. But he has sent in a prepared statement I will now read because I just wanted him to have a chance to share his thoughts on this movie because he's so passionate about his hatred for it that it makes me laugh. So this is from Jordan Ryan. The Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. It's the lowest point any slasher film could possibly achieve. It takes an admittedly interesting idea for how to forward the Nightmare franchise and waste it in this shit show of a movie. The plot is a mess. The writing is mediocre at best. The visual effects, while cool in one kill, range from uncomfortably disgusting to looking like Walmart-quality Halloween decor everywhere else. Alice still sucks, her friends are the worst group of kill fodder in the franchise, and every death besides Dan sucks. Freddy hasn't yet committed to his caricaturization, and what we get is the worst depiction of Freddy in this franchise. Fuck this movie, I wish I was there to give it the proper hate it deserves, P.S. Super Freddy sucks. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he articulated much better than i can mainly just because like i said nothing <laughs> <laughs> um since he can't be here and he did reserve this movie i gave him the chance to reserve a new movie in, in instead and he picked the original the hills of eyes so good for him yes he will be on the nightmare on street six freddy's dead the final nightmare podcast when we have it so that will be fun i can't wait yeah can't <laughs> wait <laughs> all right so the point of this podcast is we are trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies so we're going to be going through the, the, the plot of this movie, beat by beat, decision by decision, trying to figure out if we need to add any new rules to our list of 47 rules, I think, at this point. It's, it's, it's getting insane. Uh, you can check out our current list on our Twitter account, at HowToHorror. That's where the most updated version of the list is kept. Go ahead and check that out. Spoiler alert for Nightmare on Elm Street 5. So if you've not seen it, go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Josh, anything else before we get started? I don't think so. All right, let's get into the plot of Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Okay, so the movie opens with uh, two of our characters from the previous movie, Alice, our, our final girl, and Dan, her hunky boyfriend, who is the new kid in town. Who somehow survived that movie. Somehow. Still don't know. Um, and they are currently getting it on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the first shot of the movie. Very sensual. Very close up. Hmm. You don't see anything, though. You don't see anything. It's tastefully done. Yeah, This and the, in the entire, like, basically first scene, they reveal a lot about alice yep. uh body wise yep uh but you never actually see anything yeah it's all it's all tastefully yeah. shot tasteful nudity so alice afterwards alice goes to take a shower and she actually this is she's dreaming she's having a nightmare and it's really weird because i've had this exact same nightmare before numerous times before i ever saw this movie huh. uh the shower just starts filling up with water like flooding it's it's like an enclosed shower uh like we, we used to have one of those in my my old house and so I would have nightmares about that, just filling up with water. So watching the scene, I'm having flashbacks. Alice is a survivor of a sequel, right? She, she, or Somehow. A survivor of a previous movie. She's here in a sequel. She's been through this rodeo before. The very first rule of surviving a horror movie is you have to realize you're in one. Alice, you're in a horror movie. And she knows it. This is a nightmare. Alice yeah. is used to this stuff. Yeah. She can't get out, but. Yeah. But, you know, she's aware. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's rule number one. She finally breaks out the door, and she finds herself in the abandoned ruined halls of Weston Hills, which is the like the asylum from the third movie, where all the teenagers were kept. 
but this takes us back to like the 1940s or something. Don't don't exactly know the time period, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. Back in the olden days, when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> so she's wandering around, and suddenly she's dressed as a nun, and she's got a name tag of Amanda Kruger, who we know is Freddy's mom, and she gets accidentally locked inside a room with a hundred maniacs, which we know is how Freddy was conceived. And all the inmates swarm Alice, and then she wakes up. Yep. So that's that's how we begin this movie. But no Freddy. Didn't see Freddy. We see Robert Englund as one of the maniacs, implied to be Freddy's father, but it's not Freddy himself. Yep. So it could have just been like a, a regular old nightmare. So maybe Alice isn't back in a horror movie yet. Back in the real world, she's awake. Yeah, I don't think that there's anything that she, like, should have recognized to put her back into just like, oh, crap, like, here we go again. Yep. So I, I think she's good. I think she's back to normal. Yep. Out of the horror movie. So that day is Alice and Dan's high school graduation. And we meet their new friends that they made because their old friends were brutally murdered. And never brought up again. <laughs> and never brought up. But we get Greta, who is a model with a very overbearing mom who, like, really wants her to... It's kind of like a, a momager. Yeah. You know, like in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. Like, forcing her to be, like, perfect all the time. Yep. Always dieting, looking good for pictures. You yeah. can't have any you can't indulge in anything and that's kind of the theme of this movie is uh uh kids with parents who put pressure on them all, all but one yeah per, yeah all but mark really and, and mark. alice i was gonna i was thinking alice yeah all but alice yeah Al- yeah alice is the only one who has got like a really a good parent in this movie yeah everybody else kind of sucks which is interesting because alice's dad sucked so hard in the last movie character development character de- he's got the best character development in the series possibly <laughs> that's sad <laughs> we also get yvonne who is hardcore diving swimmer person slash nurse yeah she also <laughs> works part-time as a nurse or, um a, nur- a nurse assistant i think uh so she's either always working at the hospital or she's practicing practicing diving even more pressure and then we got mark who's kind of a comic book nerd and he's got a crush on greta yep no way these people are actually friends in, no in real life they're they basically grab just like people from all like like extremes essentially in high school like you're like extreme stereotypes and just pushed them all together yeah this is the 80s this doesn't happen yeah come on i mean maybe today today yeah but uh, because we, for its we time. had this in high school like, yeah. yeah progressive for its time mm-hmm. um and that night for graduation since yvonne is you know a diving athlete competitor yeah um training maybe for the olympics or something i would say athlete yeah, yeah. uh she's got the keys to the pool so she's gonna let everybody in they're gonna have a big party uh alice sweet to, yeah that'd be really cool <laughs> that'd be so fun yeah uh, Alice will have to show up later because she's got to work a shift before she can go to the party. That sucks. Can't you just take a day off on the day of your high school graduation? Nope. I mean, come on. Hey, there are a lot of things that I had to work through, like, in, in high school. See, I would always take those off. <laughs> I would try, but when everyone else, basically, are also high schoolers, like, when, when over 50% of, like, the workforce at a, like, grocery store or gas station is high schoolers, eh, it's, it's usually it's first come, first serve, and... You know, I'm I, I procrastinate. So. See, here's the thing: I kind of wanted to get fired from that job that I had in high school because I hated it so much. So I just told him I wasn't working that day, and it, I didn't really deal with it. I was just like, I I have a thing. I'm not coming in. And I never got fired. So, yeah. uh, and Dan and Alice are planning on going to Paris for part of the summer, which Dan's parents are not thrilled about because they want him to be a college football star. And there's they actually have a recruiter at graduation to talk to him. There's a time and place for, like, the whole recruitment thing. It's not going to be at graduation. Yeah. Like, this stuff is scheduled and set up, and yeah. you have workouts, and you, you go to the colleges, and if they come to you, they're going to be coming to games. Yeah. Like, this is very unrealistic. This is very unrealistic. Also, chill out. 
yeah. Dan's parents. Just let him enjoy this moment. Like now, if he was like the number one rated like player at his position in the country, I would understand. Maybe you take the precedence of the, like with that over like going to Paris because that's going to make you millions and millions of dollars. Maybe and maybe he is. We don't see him actually play. True. So we we don't really know. Watch, he's just like a D three athlete. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then we run into Alice's dad, who has uh, been sober since the last movie. And he's actually a really nice, supportive dad now, which is great. Yeah, that made you think that he was just going to not be in the movie. Yep. But no, he's no, here. He's and, good. And he's great. Very wholesome. So Alice goes to work while everybody else goes to the party, and she walks to the park. And she sees the jump rope kids, and all of a sudden everything turns to night. Alice, you're in a horror movie. Yep. <laughs> Something's not right here. The jump rope kids are bad. And she finds herself at Weston Hills again and uh, sees Amanda Kruger uh, this time in person. And she follows her into Weston Hills. We see a demon baby carriage roll by. Creepy. Yep. Then this gets weird because Alice transforms into Amanda and is suddenly on like a gurney about to have a baby. And then Alice isn't on the gurney anymore and it's just Amanda. And now Alice is watching. Kind of confusing, but at the same time, and this is one of the things where it's, I, I, I get what they're trying to do because you get this in like your own dreams mm-hmm. or nightmares where you're doing one thing and then you jump and you're doing something else. Yes. You're just like, oh, like how'd that happen? It this feels like of, a dream. Yeah. Because I was very confused. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a ton of logic. Nope. Maybe that was intentional. I would assume that was intentional. It, it makes it for a confusing watch, but you know, more realistic. <laughs> I guess. Sure. As realistic as he can be with this. Uh, anyway, Amanda gives birth to baby Freddy. And he was just this <clears throat> disgusting little demon baby. baby. And, you know, kind of like a regular baby, but, you know, just slightly more disgusting. Uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say that this looked nothing like a baby. <laughs> it was the size of a baby. It had goo on it like a baby. Yep. And it looked like an alien. It whined like a baby. It looked more like an alien. But, you know, about equally as disgusting. Sure. <laughs> and then Amanda vanishes and baby Freddy runs out of the room. Normal. Yep. So Alice follows baby Freddy and they are back in the church from the end of the fourth movie. And baby Freddy's like climbing into Freddy's old clothes. And Alice's like, oh shit, no, we don't want to start a sequel here. Stop it. She recognized it right away. <laughs> yeah. But she's just not quick enough and nobody would be. Freddy is resurrected. Rule number one. <laughs> There's no doubt. Freddy's back. Yeah, this is when you know... <laughs> and, not, and not just like you, when you know in a dream it's when you know and you've had this past experience know the history of it you've been through this before know that this could come into the real world now yep rule number 21 is learn from past events so it's time to take all the knowledge you learned from the last movie and put it to good use here and she does for the most part she tries yeah, yeah. I mean there's some new rules uh, Freddy's trying something new in this movie which is you know how sequels can sometimes go yep. but she's doing what she can with the information she has yep off the bat So, and outside of the rules this is Basically what I was talking about at the beginning when I said I get what they're trying to do with this and it's a new idea, but why? (laughs) Like, it's explained more than the dog piss, but why now? And, like, what triggered this? I I think the implication is, because in the last movie, Freddy's souls were all taken away, drained his power. So Freddy's got no souls. And this is Freddy at his weakest. He has, basically, what, what triggered this is Alice is now pregnant. We're going to find out she's pregnant with... But uh, why'd that trigger it? Well, Freddy doesn't have the strength to go after Alice alone. Can he go after a defenseless baby, though? Yes. So I think that's what triggered it, is he's just... He's using the child, and who... Jacob. The child's name is Jacob. Using Jacob... Jacob is born with... Or Jacob has the powers Alice has, the dream powers to pull people into his dreams. 
babies spend 70% of their day dreaming or whatever. So whenever Jacob's dreaming, he's pulling in people to attack him that way. So he's not strong enough to go after real people. He can only go after, like, fetuses. If you sure. think about it, there's, like, a logic there. Yeah, you, if it's explained out a lot like that, it's... Yeah. You can force it, but that was never mentioned in the movie. Yeah, it, it, it's a, it's heavily implied in the movie, but not implied enough. Like, they needed to spell it out. Yeah, it, it's definitely... I wouldn't say heavily implied. It's slightly implied. More than slightly. It's implied. Yeah. We'll just say implied. Fine. But that's why I had, like, a big issue with it. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh movie does a bad job of explaining it, but, like, you can logic it into making sense. Sure. Unlike 4. Yeah. I don't want to have to do that after the fact, though. That's fair. Yeah, but a, a good movie would explain that to you. Mm. Um, it would. Like I said, this isn't a good movie. It's an okay movie. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> So Amanda shows up and kind of scares Freddy away and tells Alice she needs to release her from her earthly prison. But before she could say exactly where that is, Freddy slams the door shut on her and forces Alice to wake up. So Alice knows at this point she's got to find Amanda and wake her from her earthly prison. Yep, and now that she has this information, she does nothing with it. Not for a long time. Yep. That is kind of frustrating. To be fair, there's a lot of other stuff going on. True. And, you know, it's it's not like there's nothing else going on. It's just like, why don't you go do that? A lot of shit's about to happen yeah. real fast. So it, it's technically yes, a, a movie sin, but it's a little bit more forgivable than most, I feel like, in mm-hmm. horror slasher movies. Yeah. I don't know. So Alice wakes up inside of the diner and finds out she's been missing for the last four hours. Kind of cool. Wander in the park or something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that works. And she's like, oh, shit. Um, better better warn Dan that we're in a sequel. Yep. And so she gives the, uh, the pool party a ring. So at the pool party, it's established Mark does not like the sight of blood when somebody cuts their hand open. So just, just an establishing little thing. At least it's established. Yep. Uh, Dan gets the phone call from Alice who tells him what's going on. Dan, rule number one, you are in a horror movie. Absolutely. And he knows it. Yeah, he's like, good okay, I'm coming to you, and we're yeah. gonna figure this out. So good on Dan. Nothing wrong yet. Yep. And so he gets to the car. He's driving down the road. He's got a bottle of champagne with him. He's gonna give that as a present to Alice. He's not drunk. No, he's not. He has not been drinking. So as he's driving, Dan falls asleep. Uh, now, I think the implication is he was pulled into the dream by th- Jacob yes. by accident, which doesn't make a ton of sense. But sure. Yeah, this is tough because that was basically Alice's whole thing, right? Is that she could pull people into dreams. Yes. Dangerous, obviously. Now the baby, if we are going under the rules of the baby has the same powers as Alice, just at a weaker level, I'm not sure about this. Yeah, (laughs) if if that's the case, Dan did nothing wrong. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. He has no control of getting pulled into a dream. The other thing is, like, I've been at that point, driving at night, Mm -hmm. where you get super tired and... You're just like, oh crap, I and and you blast the music, and you turn your AC on, and you're freezing in your car, just jamming out to music because that's your only choice. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a little unclear. The movie is a little unclear on if Dan is just super tired or if this is Jacob pulling him into the dream. We don't know. So if Jacob pulled him in, Dan did nothing wrong. If Dan falls fall asleep, rule number thirty-seven: keep your eyes on the road. You know? Yeah. And that's not just distracted driving. That's tired driving too yes pull over if you need to like you're no good to alice dead she might have to hold out freddy on her own for a bit hell maybe pull over and walk at this point you're not gonna fall asleep walking no so either one of those things but again we don't know enough information Mm -hmm. to say either way for sure Mm -hmm. so we get this really extended sequence my favorite part of the movie 
Uh, Dan gets tied up in seatbelts while Freddy takes over his car and ends up crashing it, flinging Dan through the windshield and somehow sending him back to the pool party, which is now empty. Yeah, th- this confused me so much. It's a dream. It's because it was a dream. Sure. And usually whenever you're confused in these movies, just assume that it's a dream. Yeah. So Dan goes back outside to try again. <laughs> do over. <laughs> well, and it wasn't, didn't we do this already last movie? Yeah, kind of. He was in a circle. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Dan, and this time, takes his motorcycle to, to get to Alice. Was this his motorcycle? I can't remember, because he had that motorcycle in the back of his truck the entirety of the fourth movie that they never used. Oh, that's right. So, I can't remember if this is actually his motorcycle. And he just had both of them there? I guess. Parked. Okay, sure. But this time his motorcycle comes to life and, like, makes him a speed demon. Yeah. Transforms his body. Oh, it kept pulling quotes from earlier in the movie. Just, like, got the need for speed. Fuel injection. Put the pedal to the metal. I kind of like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly and brutal. Dan get It looks painful. This is a painful death. Oh, yeah. Super painful. Well, I mean, this wasn't actually happening because this was yeah. in a dream. It's but. in a dream, but, like, you still feel it. Yeah. Brutal. Freddy eventually crashes Dan straight into a truck and kills him. Yeah, uh, semi-truck. Yeah, semi-truck. Dan's truck explodes. Yeah. Alice has a vision of Dan being his soul, like, being taken by Freddy, like, him falling down this big pit. And and that was the weird... I was trying to figure out the entire time what this, like, pit thing was. Just his soul being taken. But it seemed like it was trying to, like, represent something. And I'm, and I'm wondering if it was supposed to be, like, the umbilical cord. Oh, maybe. Like, it's the tube to, to Jacob. Yeah. Because Freddy is feeding Jacob souls. Yeah. To make him more like Freddy. So maybe that's it. Could be. So Alice runs outside and she sees Dan's truck on fire and Freddy like possesses Dan's body and it's like, Hey Alice, wanna make babies? <laughs> and she passes out. <laughs> oh, and the truck driver is dressed like Freddy. Yeah, a red sweater instead of a red and green sweater, but wearing that hat oh, and yeah. everything. It's great. <laughs> so Alice wakes up the hospital and Yvonne's like comforting, like, yeah, your your boyfriend's dead. Rip. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and before we move to go too far, for Dan, again, Oh yeah. we just have that one possible rule violation for him. Eyes uh, on the road. Eyes on the road. But again, that might not be his fault. Yeah. So, Yvonne's comforting her at the hospital. They think he was drinking and driving because they found a broken champagne bottle in the truck. I don't know, maybe do an autopsy? Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, nah, that'd be too easy. So, uh, doctors. Do your damn job. Rule number three, do your damn job. It might not be so simple. Alice just goes on and on rambling about Freddy. And, you know, I get she's in a tough moment, but rule number nine is be careful what you say and how you say it. She comes off as crazy. Well, and because we've, especially with this movie, or like this series, we've had this discussion in the past about revealing how much you you should reveal at one time, basically. And if she's had these conversations with these people before, this would be completely different. But you are blindsiding yep. all of these people. Apparently, you and Dan did not share any of this information and when you I became get why friends you with them. Wouldn't uh, share this? It, it sounds crazy. Yeah, keep it on the DL, and, and it got other people killed in the past. So you might not make friends if you do that. Yes, exactly. But but that leads you to freaking people out. Not even freaking people out, but making them think that you are just mentally unstable. Yeah. And so Yvonne's there to hear this. Their doctor, Dr. Moore, Alice's dad, and then Dan's parents are also there. So they all hear this <laughs> rambling. And it, like you said, this this rule comes from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Gotta be a little more careful there, Alice. And yep. it's not going to matter yet, but she's going to do it again later, and that's going to create even more problems for mm-hmm. her. And then they find uh, it's revealed Alice is pregnant at this point. 
Yep, because the doctor says, oh, women are always hysterical at the beginning. Really? <laughs> okay, Dr. Moore. More like Dr. Moron. Aww. Oh! So that night, Alice is sleeping, and she meets a little boy named Jacob, who is... The actor is... I can't remember his name, but he's in Jurassic Park. He's the little boy that Dr. Grant torments with a raptor claw at the very beginning. And it's like, yeah, he's slashing here and here, and maybe, maybe across the belly, spilling your intestines. So... Dr. Grant and Freddy Krueger are very similar. Ah, yes. <laughs> I uh, need a crossover event. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Jurassic Park crossover. I'd love it. I'm yeah, down for instead it. Instead of the knives, they're just like the raptor. A Freddy raptor running around. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. But the next day, Alice is asking Yvonne about Jacob. And she's like, yeah, there's no kids award. There's no kid named Jacob here. Oh, okay. Spooky. He's a ghost. <laughs> We're in another horror movie. There's also spooky ghost kids. No. It's even more terrifying. <laughs> It's worse. <laughs> and at this point, Alice tells the others, uh, Greta, Mark, and Yvonne, all about Amanda and Freddy. And Yvonne brings up a good point. She's like, well, you weren't asleep when Dan died. So Dan didn't get pulled into a dream, into your dream. That's a good point. <laughs> so I hear your story, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, your story's already crazy, but you don't even have your own logic. Boom. Roasted. Boom, roasted. I don't believe you. See ya. Yep. And then Greta's like, well, you know what? Supernatural guy or not, they have to come through us before they can get to you. <laughs> you are right. That's exactly that's the plan. That's literally his plan. <laughs> Thanks, Greta. You're gonna die in like two scenes. <laughs> Greta, you're in a horror movie. <laughs> and to be fair to all three of them, I wouldn't believe my friend either if they came to me with this craziness. No chance. I'd just be like, oh, you're just having trauma. You're delusional. Yeah. But she doesn't present any evidence. Mm-mm. And there's tons of evidence out there. Yeah. So many teenagers got murdered in this town. <laughs> Everyone just forgets this every single movie. Her own friends got murdered. Her not brother. Even, probably not even a year ago. Yeah, unclear how long ago it was. There's been so many teenagers murdered in this town. Mark's going to go out and look for evidence later and come back with like files upon files upon files of evidence. Just maybe present this first. How does everybody not know this? <laughs> Maybe Freddy's like influencing people and somehow like not letting, making them forget. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. It's so, only logic jumps so much. If without any evidence, of course nobody believes this. And I can't blame them for not believing this. No. Alice, go get some evidence. There's plenty out there. It'll take you an hour. I hate Alice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this is her, her worst movie of the movie, I think. I think she's pretty competent throughout the movie, but this is not great. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair. So then we get a really nice moment between Alice and her dad and asking him, like, are you disappointed in me? And he's like, no, no, not at all. It'll be good to have a, a kid running around the house again and it'll be nice. Just don't make a habit of it. <laughs> but it's a sweet I'll try moment. To... <laughs> Only specifically said it'd be nice to have... Uh, he, he said he hopes it's a boy. Yeah, yes, that's right, that's right. Because And at this point, I already forgot that there was a brother here. Yeah, he died in the <laughs> last, the last movie, movie. In that kung fu fight with Freddy. Ah, classic. So, at this point, Greta's mom is throwing a party, and Greta's upset about it because she's still mourning Dan's death because it happened literally yesterday. Yep. She gets kind of mad at her mom, but ends up falling asleep at the table. Sure. Again, did she fall asleep at the table, or did Jacob pull her into a dream? Well, because all of these seem so, like, not unrealistic, because, sure, I guess that can happen, but it seems pretty far-fetched that... You would actually fall asleep in these situations. Sure. Like, that quickly behind the wheel or this quickly at a dinner party yeah. with other people around. Now, I get that they can be super boring, but still. Yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, so again, we don't know, but even if she fell asleep at the table, so <laughs> he fell asleep at the table, not behind the wheel of a car. Anyway. Yeah. And to be fair, we just kind of established that Alice is kind of talking crazy. Like there's no evidence yep. yet to believe. So Greta's not in a horror movie. No, not that she knows. Yeah. But now she does because Freddie locks her into a chair. <laughs> she can't get out mm. and force feeds her to death. And that's the end of Greta. Yep, and it it looked nice and gross, Oof. and it was just weird because he kind of like held her like a doll. Yeah, and that's supposed to relate back to like the she dolls had, in her room. She had a bunch of dolls. It was weird. Uh, it was gross. Yeah. I don't like this death scene. It makes me uncomfortable. All of them make me uncomfortable. That's so. fair. So Greta dies, and I have nothing for her. No, nope. she that sucks. Yep, got nothing. Have a better mom. Yeah, have a better mom. And there's a great moment where Alice is in her fridge and all of a sudden Greta pops out and all the food's like turning gross and Greta's like, ah, help me. And she tries to pull her out and just, and the door just slams and shuts her back into the yeah, fridge. Yeah, Freddie pops out of the other door and pulls grass Greta and just slams the fridge shut. And there's a note on there saying, die, bitch. <laughs> Classic Freddy. Good old Freddy. So Greta's dead. Alice and Yvonne go to Mark's dad's company. Oh, it's like a warehouse where Mark also lives. Yeah, this is kind of... Why does Mark live in a warehouse? He's just got his own room in the back that's, like, got a bunch of, you know, warehouse stuff, but also a bunk bed. You know, we did say that everyone kind of had shitty parents, and then you brought up Mark. He's like, ah, everyone but, like, Alice and Mark. No, we're, I'm, I'm going to go back and toss toss Mark out there, yeah, too. Yeah, his parents make him live in a warehouse, I guess. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not sure if they live there, too, if they're just making him be the only person that lives there. <laughs> Very weird. Mark is starting to buy into this this thing. Oh, he's all in already. I yeah, think. Yvonne doesn't. She ends up leaving to go to work because she works a lot. So Mark's asking, like, okay, tell me more about Freddy now. So, like, okay, I'm going to make some coffee real quick. And Mark falls asleep. <laughs> Damn it, Mark. Yeah. And, and this one is on him. It, he wasn't pulled in or anything. He yep. was laying on a bed. Yep. But to be fair, he doesn't know he can't do that yet. True. Like, true. And Alice never specifically said, like, she just said that she's going to grab coffee. She didn't say, don't fall asleep. Yep. So Alice comes back into the room and sees Mark walking into Freddy's house inside of a comic. And this is actually kind of clever. She just draws herself in and, like, lays down and then she's in the comic and she's in the dream now. And this was clever, but, it was, like, nothing was established that you can just do this. Sure. It was just... No, okay. The, all right. But the, there are no rules here. <laughs> We're, this is Calvin Ball. Come to life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just in there. She, it's it's the Kruger house, or the, the classic Nightmare on Elm Street house that we all know and love. And she goes inside and she finds Mark dangling into that umbilical cord pit that we saw Dan fall down earlier. Yep. And she saves him. She pulls him out. Good job. Mark, you're in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has cut his hands on the side of the pit. And he gets up and, you know, he's, he doesn't like blood. And so he passes out, which causes him to wake up in the real world. <laughs> doesn't really make sense, but sure. That, oh, that would have been some great potential. Like, later on in the movie, maybe he's like, oh, I'm cornered, I'm trapped. I'm going to cut my hand open and I'm going to oh, wake up. That would have been a nice payoff. That would have been cool. No. But then after he faints, Jacob's there, right? Yep. Jacob, the little kid, is just back here. And Alice is like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be hanging out in this house. And he's like, oh, I'm just waiting for my mom. She doesn't like me. And Alice is like, well, of course she does. And then Jacob starts yelling at her because, surprise, it's your kid. Jacob is Alice's kid. Yep. Which also is just hard to picture why. Like, is this is in the future or like, just, yeah. are you just trying? I, this can, is confused me. How can the kid talk? <laughs> it's been like a fetus for three days. 
so whatever. Well, let's just go with it. We are going with it. We're already going with it. But Freddie's been like telling Jacob lies, like, "Yeah, your mom doesn't want you. Your mom doesn't love you, and all this stuff." And Jacob's like, "But I love you. <laughs> I want to be with you. Why don't you like me?" <laughs> Poor kid. All of this coming from a clump of cells that doesn't have a brain yet. Yep. And I was like, "What? <laughs> okay." <laughs> but she ends up waking up when Jacob runs off. She's like, "Okay, if this is really my kid, and Freddie's going after him, let's let's." Let's just go see a doctor. Very logical move. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do some realism. Well, just get, let's get the doctor to check him out. <laughs> okay, cool. About time. So she learns that uh, unborn babies dream. It's been like 70% of their daydreaming. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is that fact-checked? Is know. that real? <laughs> Don't know if that's real or not, but sure, we need it for the movie. So Yvonne's there. We got Dr. Moore there. And she has a vision of Freddy feeding Jacob the souls of Dan and Greta and, like, corrupting and making him more like Freddy. So Alice wakes up in a panic and starts babbling craziness again. Rule number nine, be careful what you say and how you say it. And Dr. Moore's like, yeah, uh, she shouldn't be having no kid right now. Fair. Fair. (laughs) And he ends up calling uh, Dan's parents to tell them what's going on. I think that violates doctor-patient confidentiality. It 100% does. So... Rule number three, do your damn job, Dr. Moore. Like, this isn't cool. At this point, Alice and Yvonne go back to Alice's house, and Yvonne still doesn't buy this stuff. <sighs> you got two dead friends. I would start to be suspicious. You still don't have any evidence that's sure. been presented to you, but it's starting to not be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of evidence, here it comes. Mark shows up oh, here with we go. <laughs> all of the evidence. He's like, yeah, she's not crazy. Every teenager ever has died in this town, pretty much. <laughs> Look at all these dead people. Look at, here's Amanda and Freddy. Yeah, this all happened, so. And Yvonne's like, no, it didn't, and leaves. Doesn't even look at anything. Yvonne, you're in a horror movie. Yeah, now you're just being ignorant. Yeah, so this, she violates rule number one here. She's denying that she's in a horror yep. movie. Most this important is, one. And she didn't do that a lot. <laughs> so at this point, Mark suggests an abortion. And I was starting to think about this when she went to the doctor, basically. Yep. And I'm just like, oh... This could be an option. <laughs> this is a solution. It is a solution. Yes. Alice says no because she doesn't want to, you know, she feels like hey, this is part of Dan. It's the last part of Dan. want to have the baby. Which is true. Yes, it's just true. And so Mark immediately lets it go because he's a good friend. But. Especially when you know your life is not like yeah. in Mark's shoes. Yeah. He, he's seen two other people die. Yeah. He knows his life is on the line and that he's probably going to be next or after Yvonne. Yes. Whoever is first. <sighs> yeah. This is some dark, dark shit. What, what are you willing to do to survive? Yeah. That's the question. That's the question. It's, it's like, it's like a Saw movie. Yes. Except you're not doing anything to yourself. Yeah. You just, if you get an abortion, you and your friends live. That's the question right now. Are you willing to do that? Alice isn't clearly. She wants and, to find another way. And that's fine. And that's fine. But just know that this is a possible solution. This this is a solution. Rule number 35, no one to cut ties. Ooh. Literal ties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so cut that umbilical cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if if you're willing to do that, that's that's a way out here. So this and, is and, and the tricky part about it is you don't know that a one hundred percent for sure will work. That's the hundred percent true. You don't know it'll work. Maybe. So many things have been done in the past, and Freddy has come back. So yes. it's not like this is a end all be all for sure. Or Freddy, sure. So you know, if they had gone this route, I wouldn't have blamed them for it. I don't blame them for not doing it either, because that's it's tricky. That's, that's especially so early on in the process. Yeah, it, it's you know 
I, I can't tell if it's right or wrong to do this. Uh, yeah, that that's that's a morality and ethics. You know, we need a cheaty from the good place to come figure this one out <laughs> yeah. for us. This is not an ethics podcast. This is a horror movie podcast. Yeah, but yeah, yeah this, this is a solution. But if you're not going to do it, you know, at least they're going to try and find another way. Surprisingly, they have not tried anything yet. So. Yes, you know. They, Instead, they, just, they went to the doctor. Which and, is fair. Yeah. But, you know, go find Amanda's body. You you know, you have that information, Alice. Yeah. Go go work on that. I guess maybe their decision would be different if they didn't have this whole Amanda lead. Yeah, that's true. If you, if they didn't have this other lead. It, that it, it does help. Yeah. So, yep. Have fun with that one. Yep. Uh, fun podcast, guys. Am I right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Dan's parents show up, and they're like, yeah, we want to adopt the kid because you're crazy, and we're going to go to court if you don't want to do it. And Alice's dad stands up for her, which is nice, yeah. and Alice is like, screw you guys, I'm leaving. Gene Mark, get out of there. Which, to be fair, I think that they are, I, I think that there's something behind this. Like, I think, like, legally, they actually are correct. Grandparents' that, rights is, is a thing in some states, yep. Yep. Uh, Ohio, I don't know about. Yeah, especially when someone is like unstable. Like yeah, they're, they they definitely have a claim. Yeah, definitely legally. See, when they when they asked if she was going to be like what she had decided to do with it, I thought they were going to try to like they're going to push her to get mm-hmm. an abortion. Yeah, but they're going to go the other way, adoption. Yeah. So lot lot of lot of stuff here. There's, yeah, a lot of stuff that's just not what you would expect for a nightmare movie. Uh, we're on a, the fifth movie in a sla- an 80s slasher series, and we're covering abortion and, you know, uh, single motherhood. Like, damn. Just what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> Just like all good slashers should. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Mark gives us some more info. Amanda committed suicide, but her body was never found, so they, I guess they don't know for sure it was a suicide. They never found her, and according to their book of Christian mythology, which is... <laughs> Funny that they went there route instead of just pulling out a Bible. It's, it's just a book that says Christian mythology. It's just kind of interesting. In that book, it says the soul, uh, Amanda's soul is still trapped in her earthly resting place. I don't remember that being covered in Sunday school. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, so they're like, yeah, we need to figure out where she's buried. Okay, we already knew that. Did we? Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's what Amanda was implying when she said it at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. She's like, look for me in the tower. Yeah, basically. You need to free me from my earthly resting place. Okay. And she mentioned the tower, didn't she? Yeah, right? and then, yeah. But it and was then, like, as the door was closing, so maybe she didn't hear her say tower. Maybe. And then Freddy basically said, like, you'll never find her. You're just like, oh, okay. Okay. So this, this is a scavenger hunt movie. <laughs> so that's that's the goal now. they got to figure out where Amanda is buried, and because she's not in her grave. That's an empty grave. She's she's somewhere. they got to find her corpse and free it. But and, here's the thing. It seems like they know... Like, right, like, they go straight to, like, where they need to go. Yeah, the Alice figures There's out There's not really much quick. searching. Yeah, she, so Alice goes to sleep to go search around Dream Weston Hills. I don't really know why she goes in the dream to do this. Why not go to the real world? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That doesn't make a ton of sense. But Mark is going to watch her while she sleeps. This is this can't possibly go wrong. No, this has never happened before in a Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street movie. And meanwhile, Yvonne goes to the swimming pool because she's just done with this shit. And she falls asleep in the hot tub. Yvonne, you're in a horror movie. Don't be falling asleep now. I mean, even if you're not in a horror movie, don't, don't fall, fall asleep, asleep in a hot tub. tub. That's just a, a bad move. So while Alice is searching Weston Hill, she finds this weird bricked up wall near the tower. So, okay, we've, we've done it. We found a resting place. That was quick. Wow, good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. You took, you, I wish you could have done this a couple of days ago. You might have been able to save Greta. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, no. <laughs> and Yvonne, she climbs up the diving board, and it comes to life and turns into like a 
monster thing. Uh, yeah, something that basically with like branches or arms or I something. I don't know what that thing was. She just dives right off it and it's like, oh, I'll just land in the pool. And then it turns into a puddle. Puddle. But she lands in it anyway. So I guess <laughs> she's really good. Like, she could make the Olympics with a form like that. Holy shit. See, I thought it was just going to, I thought it was going to end up being like she jumps off and then like it turns like basically into just like stone or something. And she, she dies. Crashes and dies. Yeah, that would been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but nope, she lives. And she finds herself in Weston Hills now. Yeah, the going through the puddle transporter to this water boiler room boiler, yeah. in the Weston Hills. Sure, I sure. guess. <laughs> I mean, Alice maybe pulled her through. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're Calvin Ball. Yep. So Alice gets pulled into this room too, and Freddy's holding Yvonne hostage. And so Alice just picks up this like spear and impales him in the mouth. Pretty good. Alice good has job. no fear of this guy. At this point, why would you? Yeah, she's like, fuck you. I you probably, you should have been, yeah, you should have been dead probably yeah, a while you ago. You little bitch. <laughs> you think you can come back here and mess with me. I like Alice more in this movie than in 4. Uh, yeah, that, to be fair, she I didn't like her in yeah. 4, so it's not a lot to beat. Yeah. And also, Freddy's at his weakest right now, yes. like you said, so you can just impale him in the mouth and run away. Yep. And they go over back towards that brick wall, and Freddy's scared to go over there because that's where Amanda's resting place is, so he just leaves. Okay. Freddy's why, a little bitch in this movie. Why is, and, and that was the other thing that kind of bothered me about it is it was so... I get that there's the cop out of he's at his weakest right now mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But in previous movies, you've seen him just give no fucks, basically, and teleport places and just show up behind, like, behind a wall or whatever and, and then just kill you. Yep. Like, just so quickly. And it's just over. And you basically... Once you're there, there is no escape. And here it seems like it's so easy to just evade him. Yeah. So, and that just really bothered me. Yeah. He's like, he's a little pest just trying to come back. Yeah. It's like, no, go away. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Meanwhile, uh, Mark falls asleep and he gets sucked into his comic book. Don't fall asleep. Yeah. But again, maybe he got pulled in somehow. Who knows? It's, it's hard to say at this point. Yeah. I would think that this was another one of the pulling ins. Yeah. If, if that's the case. Because it's, it's kind of online more with... I mean, even the Yvonne one too. Yeah. Like, they're all really borderline with like how they would fall asleep in those situations. So it's unclear. It. It, it's, it's really hard to say. So Mark sees Freddy and Freddy is riding around on a skateboard. I thought this was actually a really cool way to do it because he's flipping around in his, in his comic books Yep. and he comes across a nightmare comic book yes. uh, and flips through the pages and can just kind of sees like the descriptions of Freddy and what he looks like and everything. And then sees the like, entire plot of the movie so far. Yeah, basically. And then he flips to like the last page and it's him yep. laying on the ground reading a comic book. Yep. And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. And he gets sucked in. I thought that was a cool way to do it. Yeah, yeah. This is a creative sequence. And you mm-hmm. said this was your favorite part of the movie. This is my favorite part of the movie. And he's in like a black and white and gray version of his warehouse. Uh-huh. And he's in color, but Freddy's in black and white, too. Freddy's riding around on a skateboard and like coming right at him and then he disappears and uh is slashing the uh um everything around him yeah basically the stuff holding up all like the the racking support pillars and stuff yep and then freddy decides to taunt mark he's got greta and and throw some of her blood on mark because mark doesn't like blood Mm -hmm. and he doesn't faint (laughs) mark doesn't faint this time because he's so angry about what's happening freddy's just like eating bits of greta yep it's like "Mm, tasty (laughs) am i crazy or she tasty (laughs) <laughs> okay okay 
And so Mark gets so pissed, he like becomes a dream warrior and summons his dream warrior power and becomes his comic book character, the Phantom Prowler, who's kind of like the Punisher. He's just like gritty and has a bunch of guns mm-hmm. and just shoots the shit out of Frank. Oh yeah, unloads on him. Rule number five, lock and load. Yeah. Good for Mark. Where was this the entire movie? Yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't know we were going back to the dream warriors. Uh, I was cool with it. Oh yeah. And then Freddy becomes Super Freddy. And Super Freddy sucks. So Super Freddy just slices up Mark. He turns him into a cartoon, a piece of paper cartoon, mm-hmm. and just slices him, to sh- shreds him to bits. Mm-hmm. Probably the least gory uh, kill that I've ever seen in a horror movie on screen. Yes. <laughs> but it was creative. It was super creative, and yep. that's why I liked it. Yep. Because there's so many things that this series tries to do they hit on some things and they miss on some things mostly misses in your opinion a lot of misses uh but i thought that this entire sequence was was original and creative and it's kind of fun made it made it just a little bit better gets a whole star from the sequence alone hooray (laughs) so that's the end of mark it's hard to say with mark because again we don't know if he got pulled into the dream or if he fell asleep regardless once he got into the dream one-on-one versus Freddy, he did really well. Yeah, I mean, he recognized that he's... I mean, he recognized, actually, that he was in a horror movie before he was actually, like, brought into the dream. Yeah. Like, the second that he saw himself in the comic. And he acted on it, and he locked and loaded. Not really much else after that, but... I mean, what else can you do when it's one-on-one versus Freddy? It's other than, other than fainting, apparently, yeah. because that's your magical power. But he, he had character development and came over that at the wrong <laughs> time. Uh, uh, the ultimate downfall, character development. He fired two f- clips full of bullets at Freddy. It does nothing. What do you do now? I don't know. <laughs> Wake up. So I honestly don't think Mark does anything wrong. No. I think he did pretty well, considering. So rip Mark. Uh, literally ripped to pieces. Yeah, shredded. In the real world, it looks like the warehouse collapsed on top of him. And that's it's like, yeah, this building wasn't up to code. Boy, Mark's parents are terrible. If this building wasn't up to code, they're making him live here. What the hell? <laughs> So that's the end of Mark. Rest in peace. Is. Peace is. Ah. Alice and Yvonne both wake up from their dreams. They meet up at the warehouse. Alice realizes, yeah, Amanda's at the tower in that brick wall. Gotta get her out of there. Yvonne, you go take care of that. I'm gonna go home and go to sleep and, like, stall, I guess. That doesn't really make a ton of sense. Why wouldn't you just go to Weston with her? This did not make sense. I know that she was being dragged away by, like, her dad. Sneak out. Yeah, sneak out. Uh, You you did it in the fourth movie. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, especially since you've shown it before. But you are doing no good. As long as as Yvonne does not fall asleep, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just rule number 19, don't split up, gang. Let's split up and look for clues. Like, this seems like a bad moment Hmm. to go your separate ways. Yeah. I don't know. You can watch each other's back a little bit. I don't know. And I mean, she, it's mentioned by her that basically she's, she's immune essentially right now in in these dreams because Freddy doesn't want to kill her because she's the link. Yep. Fair. At least you know that. Use that to your advantage. Use it to advantage. And maybe, and maybe that's what she's thinking here is that maybe if Freddy can somehow pull Vaughn into the dream world or make her fall asleep or something like that, somehow if she goes in herself and stalls, I'll prevent it. Sure. I don't know. I'm making excuses for her. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to. So Yvonne goes to Weston Hills, which looks like a real dump, and it's only been abandoned for two movies. You know? Yeah. Like Maybe it's two years. Equivalent to about like two, two max, three years. Yeah. So it's a real dump. I don't buy it. No. 
And no one, and, they, and I know they didn't never really showed like how it got closed, but it looks like it was basically closed because there was like an invasion or something. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it's been a war. Yeah. Yvonne arms herself with some rebar just in case. Number five, lock right. and load. Yep. She's not gonna really need it to fight anybody. She's just gonna use it to like break down the brick wall. Alice goes into Dream Western Hills. And immediately gets the drop on Freddy and, like, uses this demon baby carriage and impales him on it and tosses him right into the room with all the maniacs. Sure. And then he gets all ripped to pieces. Yep. That was a great move. Yep. My favorite move in the movie. Better than, uh, better than Mark? Ooh, but yeah. Eh. Okay. In the end, Mark's didn't really matter. Mark's was, like, a moment of anger. Like, just, like, it was kind of like, mm. like that classic emotional catharsis where you just like unleash your rage whereas alice has felt a little more thought out and planned like yep, she for sure she got the drop on him yeah so that was the best thought out move in the movie i think Fair. Uh, i really like it and then all those guys just tear him apart yeah <laughs> it's awesome pull it, pull his arm off <laughs> it, it's great so alice leaves and finds freddie in like like all like torn up and his arms like dangling off he's like like my dude look <laughs> it basically thanks looked- babe <laughs> It basically looked like him from the very first movie when he had long arms. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like talking to Jacob and he's like, Mom, you meet my friend. And I was like, no. And Freddy's just going, Gucci, Gucci, goo. <laughs> no. She's like, yeah, run away. <laughs> and he does. And then we get this weird MC Escher like painting with this, this weird perspectives that's impossible. All these weird staircases, and it's Alice, Freddy, and Jacob just running all over the place, and it makes no sense. Better in theory than an execution, I think. Yeah, it was basically like Inception, except in Dreamworld. In 1989. <laughs> yeah, yeah, picture picture the the great Inception like effects and everything, but in 1989. Yeah, it doesn't... And that's exactly what it was. It's exactly what it was. Freddy tries to impersonate Dan, and I was like, that's not Dan. <laughs> Stay away from him. <laughs> Good on you for recognizing that. Yeah, Alice is uh, wise to Freddy's games. I would just think think of Nancy. Yep. Nancy in the third movie? Yeah, she fell for it. She fell for she, that. She, she thought it was her father. Yeah. Uh, the classic, uh, the, the plane pretending to be the father move. The old switcheroo. Yeah, Alice saw through it. Dan didn't. That's what got Nancy killed. That's yeah. a, that's good thinking. Um, A little bit of rule number 24, trust no one. Everybody's a suspect! Yeah, yeah. In the dream world, you can't really trust anybody. Anybody could be Freddy. So and, if, and if someone who's dead's in the dream world, are they really even there? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, don't trust dead people. That's, that is very fair. Yeah, that's, a, that's an especially... Good rule to live by. Good rule to live by. So Alice and Jacob reunite. Jacob's like, yeah, he's hiding inside of you. What? <laughs> sure. Oh, okay. How do you know that? Yeah. Uh, I guess technically he's inside of her too, so... Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. He's like, yeah, I see him inside all the time. Uh, and I guess earlier in the movie, we saw the vision in the womb... With Freddy hanging out with Jacob in the womb. How is he in there? I don't know. <laughs> He's Freddy. So she starts to fight Freddy and like force him out. And it's like this weird. It was like an, int- I think it was like supposed to, they were trying to visualize or yeah, like depict like an internal struggle type of thing. Yeah. And it just, I, this was super confusing yeah. to me. I didn't really understand what was going on. It looked like they got like morphed together and mm. they're trying to separate. Like I get what they were trying to do. Execution was interesting. In- yeah, interesting. So at this point, Yvonne frees Amanda, and Yvonne's done. <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> like, thanks, I guess. You you reached your goal. Yep, yeah, she's done with the movie. She's going to live. <laughs> Somehow. So Jacob's like, hey, Freddy, just leave her be. I'll go with you. It's cool, man. I'm, I'm in. I'm going to learn stuff from you. And Freddy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and take, and take the younger one. You got, you got a longer time with her. Yep. Uh, hey, you know what? Rule number 23, no one to play possum. 
Sure. Jacob's doing it. Freddie lets Alice go. Amanda shows up. He's like, Jacob, now use your powers. And Jacob, like, sucks the three souls that Freddie has collected so far in this movie out of him, which pull baby Freddie out of adult Freddie. Because I think they're supposed to be, like, tied to him. I guess. And basically, this turns Freddie back into baby Freddie and Jacob back into baby Jacob. And then the two moms, Alice and Amanda, show up, put their babies back inside their womb. Yeah, it just kind of, like, morphs, like, back into their bodies. Sure. Amanda's like, okay, yeah, get out of here now. Because <laughs> Freddy, like, his gloved hand comes out and they're, like, fighting. But Amanda ends up sealing them both inside of the dream world. Uh, Alice gets out. And the final scene of the movie is Alice and her dad, uh, Yvonne, and now the baby Jacob, who's been born, they're having a picnic in the park. And we see some jump rope girls. Yep. And then the movie ends. And that was Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. <laughs> Yay! I just want to talk about the third act for a second there. And... I mean, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't either. Just, I mean, Grant, Alice didn't give up. She kept fighting. And she basically fair. stalled long enough for Amanda to show up and use Jacob to save the day. So, you know, rule number 17 is never give up the next thing you try in my work. So sometimes you just have to stall for the right amount of time so the people who actually have the power to do something can do it. Even though, like we said, you probably didn't need to do this anyways. Yes. You probably could have just gone with yeah to Weston Hills, and then I didn't really understand the whole the the ending part of like Freddie being back, baby Freddie being back inside of Amanda and getting out because I, isn't like I I thought that was the whole point was basically once she's there like it's like oh we're we're, we're fine now maybe this is just a temporary stop because Alice and Jacob and Yvonne they're not going to be in the next movie. Alice and Jacob show up in the comic sequels that they do, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, and they're in those. Um, the, versus Ash. Yeah, he's the hero from the Evil Dead movies. Oh, I'm like, um, is this a crossover with Pokemon? No, no, it's it's a crossover <laughs> between Freddy, Jason, and then uh, the Evil Dead movies. Okay, but it's a comic series where all the survivors from Friday the Thirteenth and Emmerdale Street show up to like combat Freddy versus Jason, or Freddy and Jason teaming up. Um, so it's like all these like Doctor Gordon from Nightmare Three forms mm-hmm. a team. Um, he like reform- he calls them the Nightmare Warriors this time, and so he gets all these people who have fought Freddy and Jason together, along with Ash from the Evil Dead, to team up and fight Freddy and Jason. And I think in the comics, Alice is dying because this power is drained her so much, and so Alice dies pretty early on. And Jacob's like a key character mm-hmm. in in this series. I haven't read it myself, but I just like know the general synopsis. Mm-hmm. So Yvonne never shows up again in anything, so they just kind of get themselves out of this series. So basically, the the people in this movie are just done. Yeah, which doesn't make a ton of sense when you hear what the plot is for Six. Great. Yeah, it's a bit of a head-scratcher with Six. So I don't know what else to say, but it seems like they made it. Question mark? <laughs> yeah, the, the whole movie's a question mark. <laughs> but hey, you know, they, they achieved their very strange plan. Yeah. It worked. That Yeah, the, the process of achieving it was... Uh, finished. Yep. Unnecessarily complicated plan. Yeah. There was a much simpler solution. Probably should have gone with that one, but hey, it worked. So there was a, yeah, there was a much darker solution. But... Well, I'm not even talking about that. I just mean go with Yvonne and just. Oh it. yeah, I yeah. Just, it seems like a very easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, that's Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream Child. So I don't have any new rules. Uh, this movie doesn't deserve any new rules. That's fair. Uh, yeah, this is just kind of a mess. There's only three kills. It's mostly just logic jumps, trying to figure this out. And the thing with the kills is, for the most part, it's, like, nothing that they could have really done. Yeah. And it was just really straightforward. Yeah. It was more just, we were just kind of pushing through this movie. Yeah. 
you know, it, the three of them, they might not have even fallen asleep. They might have just gotten pulled into the dream. Yeah. Um, we don't know for sure. And especially with Greta and Mark, I mean, what could you do? Basically, the only, the the biggest, like, offenses, essentially, in this movie are not knowing that you're in a horror movie. Yeah, that's the big one. That's Yvonne. Um, on that note, let's get into some awards. We have the Randy Meeks Merit Badge, which goes to the character who did the best job at following the rules. This is, of course, based off Randy from Scream, my favorite movie character ever. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Josh, do you have a nomination for the Randy Meeks Merit Badge? Uh, this is a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you could go with someone like Mark. Yeah. Uh, he recognized that he was in a horror movie and locked and loaded, even if it was just in a fury of rage. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really a lot of negatives. And that's that's kind of, that's it's more that as well. Not, um, not to mention he did a ton of research. Uh, true. Learned from past he events. Bought, he bought into this. Yeah. He went to the library and learned everything there was to know. Yeah. So that's good for Mark. Anybody else? I, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming into this... I was thinking Alice originally, uh, just because she's the main character. She's she's pretty competent. She does a lot right, not everything. Yeah. Um, she makes some pretty emotional mis- decisions at points, uh, which aren't great. I wouldn't say she's bad, but I do think Mark is better. Dan and Greta didn't do enough either way, and there's only five characters to really choose from. Uh, Unless you'd pick any like the parents or something. Yeah, but I think it's clearly Mark. You know, his death it really isn't his fault, and he tried his best, and he did seem like the most work and to try and combat this thing. Yeah. So I, I think Mark is a good pick for the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. Uh, it's sad he doesn't make it, but the characters who died this movie are the ones who did better than the ones who lived, interestingly. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I'm cool making Mark the winner of the, the Merit Badge. Cool. So then we have the Night of the Living Pleb Award, which goes to the character who did the worst job at following the rules. This is based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Josh, what are you thinking? See, I didn't I didn't actually really like Alice that much. Sure. Um, I think that Alice could be considered sure. for this award, but I think that it would instead have to go to Yvonne. Yeah. Uh, mainly just because of her ignorance. It was really, really, really bad. It's one of the worst offenses of not knowing you're in a horror movie that we've ever seen. And the fact that she lives is kind of insulting. It's very insulting. You know, Derek's created his new tenets of how to survive a horror movie. And the number one thing is you have to know you're in one. And you should, that from that point on, if you can't figure that out, you shouldn't live. Yvonne eventually figures it out, but it takes her so long. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. But she did, she, the only reason that she figured it out is because she saw it. Yeah. Uh, it's the whole scene is believing thing. Yeah. Like you, in order to be the most proactive that you can and give yourself the best chance to survive, you have to get ahead of it and recognize that you're in a horror movie before it's too late. Yeah. And the only reason that she made it out of here is because of Alice. Yes. Alice saved her bacon big time. Yeah. And yeah, Yvonne had evidence. She rejected it. Literally pushed it out of Mark's hands to the floor, uh, and left. So yeah, she's got to win Night of the Living Pleb. Y- Yvonne is the Night of the Living Pleb. And she is definitely a living pleb. It's too bad. Well, okay, that's that's kind of the uh, end of Nightmare on Elm Street 5. Uh, Josh, are you going to come back and do Freddy's Dead, the final Nightmare with us? Uh, uh, reluctantly. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. I have a poster for it in my room. I love Freddy's Dead. It's such a fun movie. Is, this, is it a continuation of the same like storyline at all, or is it just... We're just off doing another thing. We're off doing another thing. Great. Uh, there's. Is it like? Is it like the second one? Kind of. I mean, it, it it takes you know it definitely takes place in the same universe. It's in Springfield. We dial up what has happened so far to eleven. 
Great. You just dial it up, ramp it up to crazy. Cool. Yeah, and crazy, insane levels. That's that is where this go. Dial uh, dial up the series as high as it can go, and that's what which I feel, is. which I feel like they kind of did in my favorite one so far, which was which was three. Okay, uh, is that it? Seemed like they dialed it up in that movie. So yeah, maybe I'll like it. Three, they dial it up to like a credible level. We're gonna dial this up to cartoon. <laughs> I, that that isn't really an exaggeration. Like this goes full Looney Tunes. All right. Uh, I love it. I can't get enough of Freddy's Dead. Uh, like I said, I own a poster of this movie. Uh, and then Jordan Ryan will be joining us for that one. Uh, no no excuses for that because uh, that's also one of his favorite movies. Mm. So we're we're both big 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 fans of Freddy's Dead. So it'll be great to have you on that one and to just be like, what the fuck. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, so let's spin the wheel of spooks. We have on the wheel today, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, Children of the Corn 7, Revelation, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, The Halloween 2 remake, Child's Play 3, Leprechaun 3, Saw 6, and Friday the 13th Part 3. Josh, go ahead and spin the wheel. All right, that is The Halloween 2 remake. All right, that one... Speaking of Looney Tunes, that one is a bonkers movie. What what actual number is that? Uh, it's the 10th one in the Halloween series. Out of 12? 11. 11? Uh, 12 comes out, I think, this fall. Oh, okay. So, wow. yeah, you guys are chugging along on those. Yeah, we're, we're getting towards the end of the Halloween movies. So, yeah, next weekend we will be doing Halloween 2. Derek's. So that'll be fun. I'm excited to do that one. All right, Josh, do you want to give out any social media? Sure, I suppose so. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at J Wessler. That's J W E H S E L E R. Uh, I tweet about stuff. I don't know. Yeah, he does. Can't confirm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at How to Horror. That's How the Number Two Horror. And on Instagram at How to Survive a Horror Movie. One day I'll make a second post. I promise before the Freddy's Dead one, we will make another post on there. That will happen. Guaranteed. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, all right. Well, Josh, thanks for doing this. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you, your pain and suffering entertains us. Uh, I hope it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, I noticed. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.